Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is the fourth part of a four-part series that we've done that is really focused on disciple-making. I discipled a guy named John Honnold, came on our staff. He disciples a guy, a Waikiki entertainer, who's actually pretty hot stuff in Waikiki to this day, who becomes eventually the pastor of the, one of the three oldest Hawaiian churches in the state, the largest by far, a church that's got elderly people activated doing ministry with young kids coming in off the streets. Pretty amazing things are going on here. And the the cool thing now is that this denomination that had gone pretty liberal over the years is kind of making a swing backward. Uh, pastors are watching, they're learning, things are happening. Th- this denomination, uh, the United Church of Christ, is the product of the original missionaries who came from the East Coast of the United States in the 1730s to Hawaii. And once again, it's making an impact and changing the lives of people across the state. This is really exciting. I think you're going to enjoy this one. I hope that you go back if you haven't already and listen to all four of the podcasts in this series, because this is the guts of what we're trying to do in Hope Chapel. And um, this is kind of crowning glory for me in that that what we did, which was general spiritual awakening in the state of Hawaii, a pretty massive one, actually is connected through Kenny with what the original missionaries did so, so long ago. I can remember my time time sitting in the library at the University of Hawaii long before I moved there. I was doing graduate research, uh, wrote a paper, um, a, a master's thesis, and, and and looking at people and their lives and the way that they live their lives, the mistakes they made, the, the victories that they had, and just in awe of some of these people. And then to meet the fruit of their labor and to see it connecting with what we did and what God did through us in in Hope Chapel. This is a very exciting series for me. It's got my heart written all over it. You know, this process of this kind of change, um, for for one thing, the church at Kin inherited was largely what we would almost call an elderly church. They were older people, not just, you know, some of us are pastoring churches with younger or middle-aged people that are tradition-bound. We get all frustrated. We don't do the hard work of infusing people with values. Uh, that's what you do over the pulpit. Values, then vision. You, you cannot go, here's my vision. We're going to do it. We're going to change everything so we can do my vision. First, it's Jesus' vision. It's his mission. And we got we to gotta teach the values. Then we can teach, you know, we got to do the what and the why, and then we can get into the how. But as as we do this, I, I'm going to make a little plug here. I, I have a course online. I'm, I've made the courses that I've taught for you know, we've charged for are, are free. There's, there's several up there. There's more coming. And one is um, uh, talking about how to infuse uh, multiplication into your church DNA. And it, and it, 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 first it tells a Hope Chapel story. Then it gets into, uh, you got to get off in a corner with a few people who are, you know, you're, you're, you're teaching it. It's coming across the pulpit that you, you maybe you're standing at the back door and some people are grumbling on the way out, but there's, there's those few that you can see the fire in their eyes and, and you, you get, 
a, a few people who are willing to move and then you move with them and then the other people can begin to see it. And, and you know, I, I always like to think of you create an elite group, um, what, what I think Peter Drucker called an elite. In other words, a group of people that are singled out as special. And, it, and, and as soon as you put boundaries around a group, other people have to get in. They'll, they'll beg you to get in because this is the elite group that that these are the movers and shakers. They're doing something. Well, how do I get into that? So you can win people over by doing what Ken's talking about. He's doing it in a in a very large way. Uh, again, it starts you know you start with five kids and, and then you have a couple hundred. Um, so there's been a real expansion, but you do have to start with the the, the two or three that are willing to 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 buy into what you're doing. And uh, and again, it comes back to Sunday. Too many people are, uh, you know, I can remember when, John, you were probably still in staff when hadn't gone out to plant yet, when we talked about the trunk of the tree versus the branches and that what we do on the weekend is still the main frame. And, you know, in Exponential, we're always talking about multi- multiplying. Uh, now we're talking about microchurch, but even a microchurch, uh, there, there, there has to be a hub. There has to be the trunk of the tree with roots or the branches cannot grow. And so often in our staff meeting at that particular time in our history, we were talking about stuff on the branch, all the little ministries that we had going on all over, which were healthy and wonderful. But if we didn't support them well at the core and, and, you know, I, I get into it with pastors all the time. I, I, I believe I hear, hear pastors saying, I'm too busy to make disciples. I've hired a guy in the staff to make disciples. To me, every paid staff member ought to be leading disciple makers. So I'm discipling the staff, which means I, I that's my primary job. That's more important than preaching on the weekend. And then together, we're discipling disciple makers in small groups or discipling out there. But, but the core it's got to come back to I'm I'm teaching values and I'm teaching vision as I'm teaching scripture and so everything we're doing in discipleship comes back to again I I you know maybe oversimplify but I relate it to the Sunday message the worship uh, you know you got the Sunday only Christian and if you ever hope for them to become more than that there's got to be healthy food for them to to feast on 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 the weekend when they're there or you're not going to get any of the stuff to happen anyway I'm rattling on a little bit no uh, Ralph you're you're talking about you know because I, you know, you and I designed that tree. And the, so the trunk is, you know, that it's a, it's called a trunk of authenticity. You know, there's five stages in it, but it's rooted in God's love. It's building a trunk of authenticity. And the two major steps in a trunk of authenticity has always been learn the Bible in church. And then here's the key word gang, live the Bible in many churches. So, so we focused on Ken's ability to present the gospel. We're very well versed. It's, and I don't want you to hear that Ken doesn't know the word. He knows the word very well. And, and all the things that he's done, he's, he's had a life of from family to the Hope Chapel experience to going out and getting multiple prongs of education. Ken can teach the word. And so, but then using old terms like Eucharist, we, 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 we build in, we honor the old hymns. We still have the choir. The halal still comes out that, you know, the aunties and uncles still read scripture, but he infuses visionary elements um, that are value-based into that. So learn the Bible in church. And then we, without calling it mini church, what Ken and I did, we just began to meet, we called them task force and different things, but Ralph, we're meeting every week. And then um, we started doing, hey, before we get started, hey, what's one thing that you read in the word this week? We slipped that in 
in every meeting, Ralph. Just one thing that you read in the Bible. And before you know it, you're, the first 20 minutes of the business meeting is everybody's going head, heart, hands. What's one thing that grabbed you? What do you feel like God wants you to do? And then we would always make a rule that says, okay, we got to end 15 minutes from now because we're going to end in prayer. And so we, we brought Live the Bible in without calling it mini church or anything else. But that's how Ken began to infuse change in all his meetings. They started and ended that way. Isn't that wild? That's really good. That's really good. I got to ask, is there, um, and I, don't, I I honestly don't know. So, you know, I, I'm pretty good at pitching leading questions. Um, so I, this is one I just do not know. But w- what is on the horizon in terms of church multiplication, uh, both from Kauai Hau Church and uh, in the UCC in Hawaii? Um, I mean, UCC in Hawaii laid the groundwork for all of us um, back hundreds of years ago uh, in, in post-war days. In pre-war, you know, getting ready for World War II, uh, what was going on with the Japanese American churches, um, uh, Makiki Christian Church, uh, the the incredible ministry that they had among Japanese Americans, uh, going way back in history, 200 years, and in, and then you know, as World War II was shaping up and the prejudices that were there and all that, I, I see this movement as having incredible roots in multiplication and outreach. What are your guys' thoughts? I, I imagine you're not quite ready to trigger on a whole lot of stuff but what 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 kind of development is going on in the messaging that's going on? well i um what piqued my 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 little ear was when you first started the conversation by saying we were mono ethnic churches and so you are exactly correct we started as just hawaiian churches um preaching the word in the hawaiian language so only hawaiian pe- because there were only hawaiian people in hawaii um and then as as um, agriculture came into play, and then we had the immigration of other ethnic groups, they started their own churches, again, mono-ethnic churches. And because the Hawaiian church system was large and wide, and we had so many gatherings of of, of that um, in, on the islands, as well as well, what we call statewide now, uh, those mono-ethnic churches wanted to be a part of that system, which they were embraced by the Hawaiian church. Which is the, it was called the Ahae Wanaliu or or the Hawaiian Evangelical Association, and they joined in, and and that's how the system grew bigger and bigger by inclusivity rather than exclusivity. And so, as we look at how we move forward, the process is what you've always taught. You taught John, and John is teaching me. Is as soon as you get into leadership position, you're you're. Your first um, and primary job is to find the person that's going to take your place. Because if you don't do that, you're not your your church is going to die when you die. Um, and I always like to call you know in our Hawaiian churches we call it our church because if you don't take stock in that, then it's just a church. And you have no no uh, responsibility into it, or, or or a sense of ownership into it. Um, but we have to have ownership into the kingdom's work in order for us to find value in it. And so we, as Hawaiians, call it our church. It's our family church. It's our, because that's where we 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 all have to adhere to that kingdom value. If we don't put ourselves into it, so the point being. What I have been doing all these years is nurturing other people all this time to bring up, which is why 
the outside came in because we, you know, we have the us and the them, right? There's the us in the church and the them, but the them don't know that they're us because we keep treating them as them, but they're really us. And so um, I, I'm just creating a, a new ministry right now. And um, it's it's called, um, oh my gosh, after hours ministry, but it's after, and the hours is O-U-R-S. So it's after hours ministry. So now our outreach, I want to call it after hours ministry, because we're going to go get ours, because all of God's creation is ours. And they're not the them people. They're the us who don't know they're us because we've never Never embrace them. So that sense of inclusivity needs to exist within our um, speak so that we can know that that who are who we're getting is is our ohana. They're our family who don't know that they're our family because we don't treat them like family. And so here's my whiteboard answer to what Ken just said. So what we'll do from that, Ken, Ralph, is as these people start to come, is that we'll find ways to get people into small groups, whatever ohana groups, whatever else, mini church, where they live the Bible in church. We'll start to see where the young leaders start to rise up. And then um, Ken's father um, has a, a thing called the Makuakani School, which is is a pipeline for guys to get licensed in the UCC. So we have the we have the the pieces available. It'll Ken and I will figure out a way to take a guy from the parking lot to plant a church because the great thing that's happening right now, the great opportunity is we because of the incredible expansion and in, and in in the mono way they did this, we've got a lot of incredible church buildings throughout the state. Uh, because of Ken's prior calling to be the Papa Makua, he has connections to all these churches that are getting older and they're hungry for leaders. So it's an incredible opportunity, Rob. I, I think, you know, it's a reverse thing. We've got buildings that need pastors. And um, and Ken and I, well, hopefully we've got about 20 years left in what we're going on. Uh, but all this had, you know, it happened. We we talked about this stuff beginning. But, but as we got the assignment at Kauai How and Ken began to move, the wisdom that he had to halt everything, say, okay, we've got to change structure and we've got to morph it in an honoring way to, again, think about on February 19th, a near unanimous vote where there's ownership. Because one of the kapuna, one of the elders said, socialize it and take your time. And Ken listened. And we we halted our process. We we honored the, the kapuna. We preserved the old wineskin. Now they're hungry for the new wine. And um, so that's my whiteboard answer, Ralph, to what... <laughs> Ken's talking about because he gets these ideas. We'll figure out the process. Which gives me another question. Um, and again, I, I, I'm flying blind here. I, I don't understand. So it's not a leading question. But the, the other churches in the country, I would imagine some are critical of, of the success because that's always going to happen. But I, I would also imagine others are going, hey, what are they drinking over there? I want some of that. Uh, talk, talk to us about that. And then also, you know, I, I know there's a lot of pastors and churches that don't have buildings. And I know you guys have got buildings. And I'm wondering, is there a way of, you know, there's one guy in particular that I, I, I can think of that John and I've been talking about. Uh, is there a way of, of, of processing people into, you know, to, to meet everybody's need? And, and again, I, I just don't understand. I, I, but, but Ken, talk to us about that. Who's who's looking on and going? They're in the conference and going. We we want some of what they got. Okay, yeah. So some of the um, issues are that are are that those are family churches. So the family wants to keep its family, right. and we have we have to change their thought that you know in the islands we have something called Hanai. You know, it, it's I, I guess the English version, the closest English version is adopt. But the, but Hanai is more than adopting. It's like taking a stranger and 
and bring them in the house and raising them like it, like it's yours, but they're still not yours, but they're like it's yours. Hanai takes some somebody in and they immediately give them your your genealogy. So they become your blood, they become your lineage, they they are given the the honor of anything that you have, they can have because they are yours. And so that's I think will, will be the differentiating um, process is if you can hanai people so that they have the same genealogy, then they become part of your family of, of churches. So so the point being, yes, there are churches who are looking in, in envy, and then there are churches that are looking of how we can do. For instance, I'm sorry we had to move our meeting up a little, you know, this conversation up a little earlier because I'm actually meeting with a bunch of other Hawaiian church leaders because they want to know my thoughts on how we could move young Hawaiian men and women who are interested in in not just clergy, but just leadership roles and how we can equip them for what we call authorized ministry work. Um, and so I, and I'm going, why me? I mean, you know, you guys, you guys all know the stuff. They said, yeah, we know how to get there, but we, but we don't have what they call the, I guess it's pedigree and pedigree just means the generations trust you because you've always been there. Your parents have always been there. Your grandparents, your great, you know, so they, they can see the consistency. Of, of of a family that's been in that, so they would trust the word of some some person who whose lineage has been there, just like Hope Chapel has been there. So the lineage shows that there's a consistency, um, and so. I'm, I'm going to be in that meeting to help them move and open doors. Like my conference minister, when he first hired me, he, he says, you know, I'm Korean. When I knock on their door, they lock the door. When when you call them, by the time you get to the door, there's a hole spread out for you. And everybody has all the lays ready for you to go, hey, come inside. Oh, by the way, we just made some food for you. He says, that's the difference between you. And that's what I really believe we have to be as churches, is how do we be more inviting? Not not fake, but how do we be truly inviting? So even if we only got five people that do it, because those five people will impress those other people to come back one more time and one more time and one more time. And that's been the secret of, Ralph, what you've taught John and me all these years. And I use it in mine. It's just be real. I sit down and I talk to strangers who become friends, who become my family now. Well, I want to go ahead and wind this thing down. I just want to hear any last thought, uh, John, and then Ken, and then we'll. Uh, and, and then also, I would like to know if how people can make connection with Kauai Hau, with you, Ken. If they've got questions, they'd like to follow up. Um, we don't get a whole lot of those, but we've got some people who are really interested and hungry. And, um, you know, I just had a, a text last night, late late at night. I, I opened my thing and uh, there's a guy who church planted in Denver and he found out that I live in San Diego and he's all excited about that. He's, he says he's read every book I ever wrote and, and he kind of knows me through Exponential and this and that. And then he, he had his little tagline, I, I, I attend all people's church in san diego well that's where i attend and so i i texted him back well what service do you attend and there's there's three on sunday morning and we're both wow. in the same service i don't know what he looks like and and uh and i always sneak out early so uh we haven't crossed paths but you never know when you put a little contact out there who's going to come and say hey i live in kalihi and i want to be a part of what you're doing 
uh, how, how can I connect with you? Or, or I'm in Las Vegas, we got this huge Hawaiian community, and I, I need some help. Um, so so uh, let's just hear some last words and then uh, some contact info. So John, and then Ken. Well, um, Ralph, again, just appreciate it. You know, the last podcast we did in this one, it's just good to catch up. Um, it, it's a, it's a, a proud thing, you know, in Christ that we get to do to be a part of this idea that we call Hope Chapel. And I think that it's it's fun. And, and again, um, um, as Ken and I continue to partner, we're, we're optimistic about where God's taking this whole thing. Um, one of the things that, that again, another thing, and I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of Ken McCulkani. And, and, and um, one of the things I admire about Ken is that because uh, he's a learned man in Hawaiian heritage, he's, he's tied in, um, um, what's that pastor's name? Henry Opukahaia. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say it one more time, Ken, Henry Opukahaia. Um, which is one of the, the the foundational things that Ken did in winning the hearts is he went back to this incredible Hawaiian man. Um, I'm going to say Pastor Henry because I, I don't try to butcher the Hawaiian language. And um, but this guy came in and and what Ken did in part of the process that he bought copies of this book and gave it out to all the leaders and had them read it and just and again they began to read and go wow, this is who we are. And Ken kept talking about, I'm returning to who we are and what God has called us to be. So I just want to throw that last thing out because there's there's such a richness in, um, you know, you think I've got new wine and I've got a new wineskin, but that old wineskin, yeah. they prayed you up, you know, and they, they, you know, they're the ones, when I came and planted out in Kapolei, I, it was Clem Kamalu and Carol Kamalu who are longtime Hawaiian folks up in Makakilo. And I came to Kapolei, not because I had some radical ideas, idea, but because a Kapuna couple like Carol and Clem prayed me over and he honored me as a 31 year old Kent um, Clem was on my council and he mentored me and rebuked me and loved me and I did his funeral yeah. you know the guy stayed with me and and that's what I I love about Ken is that he has found a way to um, he's not just making the stuff up as you guys are listening he genuinely communicates the love of Jesus to people people like Ken a lot Ralph and it's just it's that's the word that I want to leave it's just that um, this is something that the genuine love of Christ comes out of Ken and that's something that has made a difference difference in what he's doing. That's really good. Ken, last thought. The last thought is that this conversation is never about me. It's, it's, you know, John, you brought up this really good fact is you have to know who you are because, because everybody else will be able to tell you who you are. And what I learned on my journey is that I'm a child of God. And if I if I can just move with just being present, then people can see the, the God in me rather than seeing the me. And if anybody were were to listen to this podcast, the main the main piece of it is that I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know, I know. Everybody goes, yeah, you're right, you know. But I do. I know in my heart what I am and, and put here into this world to do is to the to do the will of God because He has blessed my life, enriched my life, and given me so many things that I have never ever imagined it would happen. And that and and you know how He did. You know when, when we pray, He goes, "Enlarge." What did Jabez say? Enlarge my ter- You know my my territory. And every time I say that, God just goes, "Oh, okie dokie." And and it, it happens. And you go, "How can this all happen?" It's because you get on your knees every day and. 
Do you think that it's from your eyes that that God is giving you these things? But actually, if you just look at it from God's eyes and just sit back and see all the blessings that happen, all the people that you that come to your support that you don't see in in your peripheral vision, those are the blessings that help you when they when they start coming in and and helping you move forward. And it's it's always to be cognizant, aware of where you are and who is with you, because God is with you. He's before you, after you, on the side of you, up and down and all around. And just move with the glory of God because that's all you need. And God will bring the bring the things to happen, the people to happen, and the resources to happen in God's time. That's really good. Really good. The one thing that I'm hearing out of you guys as you've worked through this process from 2018 to 2023 is five years of love and patience. I'm very very um, contact if somebody wants to get a hold of you find out a little bit more uh, also just the Kauai Health website so they can you know spy on the church and, and learn what's going on that way but but you know a way of making contact with well Ralph I think you have to write it down because that Hawaiian word is too long spell it out K-A-W-A-I-A-H-A-O that's the that's the first name and then church and just google that okay so we, so we have a YouTube um, presence which thanks to John is I mean, as soon as we put our YouTube uh, live sermons on, I mean, we re- we automatically reached 5,000 people during the service. I mean, it's like, I can't believe that people want to see a traditional service, but people are curious. How about email? Is it possible to email you? Sure. It's a, it's K-M-A-K-U-A-K-A-N-E at K-A-W-A-I-A-H-A-O dot org. Good. And I will put that in the show notes, so it'll be easy for people to find it. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for doing this. Uh, this I, I definitely am going to put this up as a video on the, the HopeChapelChurches.com page. This is so rich. It's one of the best ones that we have ever done. And I'm just so grateful to you guys. And I'm, I'm just grateful for you being you and for you being in my life. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at Ralph Moore dot net.